What's up, everybody? It's Danny, back with another episode of What's Up World. Today, we've got somebody in the studio that I like real good, think a whole lot of. I met him a while back on another podcast, and he's kind of made a, a real big impression on me and everything. And uh, he is actually the man that made the lamp in the studio that everybody comments on when they come in here and they see. And it's got a whole lot of that lamp has made a whole lot of impressions on people and stuff. Everybody loves it. And uh, his name is Mr. Stacy Faulkner. What's going on, Stacy? Rent and electric bill. Both of <laughs> you can't pay them. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Rent and electric bill. <laughs> yep. We're above ground kicking. That's what matters. That's all that matters. Yep, sure is. A lot of people can't say that. There's a lot of a lot of sickness going on right now, but thankfully I'm pretty healthy and pretty happy. Well, I am too. Uh, wouldn't do me no good to complain anyway. Nobody's going to listen to you. No, nobody's going to listen to you. Nah. Nobody's going to listen to you. <laughs> uh uh, for those that ain't never li- uh, met you or heard you speak or anything, tell us just a little bit about you know you, where you come from and what you involved in and everything. Uh, well, I'm originally from Rockcastle County, transplanted to Clay County about 30 years ago or something. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, been a long time contractor, built houses, equipment, done that for years. Yeah. Uh, my Pet peeves now is uh, I'm a hunter education instructor. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a 4-H shooting sports coach. Yep. Uh, like the like the youngins. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, actually the president of the Kentucky Hunter Education Association now. Yep. Uh, we're trying to do a lot of things for the kids, better their enjoyments and all that good stuff. Uh, still do my piddling. Uh, yeah, I see you do a lot of peddling on Facebook. Yeah, the lamps, and I just started a pedestal sink. Oh, yeah? That's that big log that's laying in the shop. Okay. Um, bought me one of them discs at Harbor Freight, and I thought, I'm going to try that. Yeah. So yeah. first thing I done was a dough bowl out of an old, just an old board laying in the shop. Mm-hmm. worked pretty good, so I thought, well, it's time to up. It's better than that. Why, yeah? Help me youngin a lot with her business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my baby girl, of course, she don't need daddy's help much anymore. She's she's a boss there at that Daniel Boone development. And yeah, yeah. She's some kind of a desk jockey, I guess what you call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the oldest one, she runs equipment stuff, and I have to help her a little along. Yeah. She can't get help. Nobody wants to work anymore for some reason. Yeah, that's true. But... People's got a lot of quit in them nowadays, seems like. Yeah, but I lost mine somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, finding people nowadays is kind of that you can get them to do anything is real rare. You know, I, a buddy of mine that I mentioned earlier, he's got, uh, had a, I think he just built a house here not long ago, and uh, he was needing a lot of grade work done to his property, and he couldn't find nobody to get it done. And uh, just get, nobody was interested in it. Nobody wants to work. So I found a buddy of mine, or I got up with a buddy of mine for him, and I said, hey, this guy's needing some grade work done on his property, and he's probably over right now working on it. Yeah. And he called and thanked me for getting up with him and sending him to him. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Now, there's one thing about it. If you're willing to do it, there's plenty of work out there. 
Oh, yeah, they are. Plenty of work out there. Plenty of money to pay you, too. Yep. You know, people, you know, he, uh, I think this guy I'm talking about uh, that I, was over there doing the work, he's like, is this price, you know, is that too much? And he's like, no, he's like, I'll pay you more to, if you'll work, you know. And so people's more than willing to pay if you're willing to work. Yeah, well, that oldest young and man, she's up in thousand sticks tearing the house down for a guy. He, yeah. He's a, he's a Marine. Yeah. Uh, moved back up here from Texas, mm-hmm. bought a place, and the old house probably 70 years old, bad shape. Yeah. He'd been trying for, I think, about eight and a half months to get somebody to come in and knock it down. And oh, yeah. Just, and what I was done, so we'll tear it down and load it in dumpsters if you get dumpsters. Why, well, yeah. So, and he never, he never batted eye at her price or anything like that. Yeah. And tickled to death with what she got done so far. Well, that's good. All right, folks, we had a little technical difficulty there, but I think we got her worked out now. <laughs> yeah, we ain't, uh, we ain't tech savvy. No, way. no. Once I, I can learn something technical, but, the, you know, I don't learn no more than I have to. <laughs> well, that's me. I do the least I can get by. I'd, I'd rather work with my hands than my mind. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, uh, tearing down a house. I mean, I ain't never done that before. And you said that you just come from doing that, right? Yep. And it's like 90 degrees today. 90 degrees. (laughs) But you tear it down with the excavator. um, Yeah, yeah. Throw it in the dumpster. It's not bad. Just uh, the hornets and the waspers and all the stuff that flies around you while you're working. Yeah. The blowed-in insulation is real bad. It's... It actually stopped up the radiator on the excavator today. We had oh, to did it? Scrape it out to keep it from getting too hot. Wow. But one good thing about it, there's a bunch of blackberry bars across the road. Yeah. I've eaten good all day. Oh, I'd say you have. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you have. Them's good. good. Yep. I love them. I love them. Yep. Now, you've been, uh, the last time I met you, you was talking about this piddling. That you call it piddling. Piddling. And I don't hardly agree with that because some of these things you build is is huge and like there's so much that goes into it. It's I mean my in my opinion, uh, piddling is something that somebody like I would do. <laughs> like don't know what they're doing. You know absolutely what what you're doing, and you built what? Uh, well, just tell some of the people out here listening all the things that you've built. It's oh, amazing. Oh, Lord. All I've built, I'd never remember. Well, I know, but like, the, I think you built, what, a roller coaster? Not a roller coaster. I'm, I'm going to. Well, I figured you would if you hadn't. Uh, <laughs> right now, the I've got a redneck tilt-a-whirl. Yes, I remember seeing the video of the tilt-a-whirl. A Ferris wheel, and then, of course, the zip line, and a 126 or so foot slip and slide that the youngins just wore out oh, of I imagine over so. the fourth of July deal. Yeah. Uh, Lord, I guess I built well I've got a trailer that I built. It's actually on the, the highest TikTok video I've got. Really? It's all hydraulic on the tail. It unfolds from flat to eleven foot out with very little break over for yeah. the track machines and stuff. Yeah. Um and of course furniture log beds mm-hmm. uh gun cabinets got a girl want me to make her a end table now that's got plug-ins 
for the U.S. bees to yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, wanted it to kind of match some of the furniture in her house. Yeah, I've already I built her uh, two chest of drawers and laundry room cabinets a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Uh, Lord, I don't know what all I have built. I know that you're probably one of the most common names comes up on this podcast. I've se- I've mentioned your name on this podcast yeah, yeah. several times. I've heard you clearly. And uh, especially when people come in, they see this lamp, you know, mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I don't know. I've, I'm sure anybody that's a part of the Facebook page has seen it because I've posted pictures of it. I don't know how many times. But uh, it's really ingenious because it's got a night light on it. You implemented, you know, cartridge empty spent cartridges and stuff like that. And I mean, you turn it on by pulling the charging handle and turn it off by pulling the trigger. It's it's really awesome. It's it's one of my favorite things in my whole house. So yeah, you're one of the most common names that comes up in this podcast. And I'm like, I always real proud to tell who built it and the story behind it and everything. So yeah, I love it. Well, I've got one at the house now. It's going to be donated to the Hunter Education Association's auction coming yep. up in August. That's a pump shotgun. Oh, wow. And the nightlight in here, it's got a hunter in the bottom with turkeys, deers, elk, just different critters. Yeah. Um, on the top of it, instead of like yours with the shell casings, it's uh, got some fish and... Man foxes and just critters and then on the gun itself uh, it's got an eagle at the end of the tube and then it's got uh, a duck or something I can't even remember now but hit you pump it to light it and then pull the trigger to shut it really that's awesome and I was showing it to some people there for the July celebration (laughs) that we done and had two people wanting to buy it right now. I guarantee they did. No, I can't. It's it's a donation. Yeah, so yeah. If you want it, how much you willing to give? I put your name on it in this auction. Well, yeah. It's yours. I'll bring it back to you. Well, yeah. Well, uh, just make me one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say you stay pretty busy building stuff like that for people. I know it's like I said, it's one of my favorite things in my in my whole house. Yeah, I uh, I like doing stuff like that. It, keeps my mind yeah in track yeah you know? i know what you mean on that and like with with hunter education uh we this year which is a good thing august the 5th yeah is statewide hunter education day yeah and they should be a hunter ed class in just about every county in the state that's awesome well we have four regions and the idea come up i thought it to throwed it out at uh, one of the meetings with our hunter training officer and yeah. I said since we're going to do this why don't we do it a competition between the regions mm-hmm. and the one with the most classes wins a trophy well yeah he said yeah that'd be cool uh, what are you thinking what kind of trophy I said I don't know but I can probably dream up something well yeah he said oh I thought you wanted us to buy a trophy I said no let's, let's do it something different yeah well, the trophy <clears throat> is uh it's about four foot tall uh-huh. at the top of it it's got the state with the four puzzle pieces yeah. for the region so whoever wins theirs goes in they carry it around for a year yeah it's got a lever action rifle on one side shotgun on the other and then the bow at the bottom yeah and the bottom of the thing is it's got lights in it but mm-hmm. it is 
a representation of a classroom. Oh yeah. And then in Hunter Ed, it's all about the five stages of hunter development. Yeah. And that start, always starts in the classroom. Absolutely. And then the fun part, everybody likes, is the shooting stage. Mm-hmm. Then you've got your limiting out stage. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> you get a phone call. <laughs> yeah, goofy thing. But, yeah. Uh, I've got a shooting, limiting out, trophy. Yeah. Uh, methods. Uh-huh. You know, going from like... Uh, Everybody starts hunting deer with a rifle because yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then as you progress, you want to go to maybe a compound or yeah. a crossbow. And then, like me, I'm going back or times into a recurve now. Right. Yeah. Uh, just because of the challenge. Yeah. And then the last stage is the sportsman stage. Mm-hmm. And this trophy, it represents each of those. With the classroom <clears> theme, <throat> it has the people lined up on a shooting line. Yeah little fella sitting with his two deer and then next guy sitting at a far place with his deer heads and his turkeys and all of his mounts and then you've got the guy in the tree stand for the method stage and then the very top of it is just an adult and a child yeah and a sun going into the sunset yeah basically come full circle yeah that's what you want to call it that's awesome that's pretty neat they all the all the people that's seen it so far has really liked it. Yeah, buddy, I'd say so. And I've enjoyed building it. It's yeah. something I dream of. I I tell people I'm cursed. <laughs> you know, but uh it's a blessing, really. Oh, I imagine so. I I can see pictures mm-hmm. all the time. And uh, something will hit me, and then I'll just build it. I was going to ask that, you know, because there's obviously a lot of math, a lot of geometry and stuff that goes into building a -a (laughs) tilt-a-whirl and stuff and using these, um, just all these different moving parts and stuff. But And I know you know that stuff, but I feel like you kind of just build off of what you see in your mind. I do. That's that's crazy. I can't can't understand that. But somebody like me that can't. You know, I'm pretty handy myself. I can fix pretty much any, anything I want, or I can build some too. But when it comes to something like that, I just I wouldn't even attempt it. <laughs> well, I, it is a blessing. Yeah, I just I just know this stuff. I yeah. know it. Well, the good Lord put it in me because He sure didn't give me no books marked. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, me, so I hated way. school and all that. Never yeah. did like math, but everything I've ever done involves math. Yeah, I'm, I'm welding, carpenter, and mm-hmm. building this stuff. Well, when you know as much as you know, you kind of just put the pieces together, and they just kind of mesh and yeah, work. They kind of click. Uh, yeah. And apparently, there's uh, a lot of call for that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I get questions quite a bit on. Uh, now, how in the world did you get that switch on that lamp uh-huh. to you pump it one time and the lamp comes on? You pump it again and the nightlight comes on. Then you pump it again and both of them come That's on. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, how, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> three-way switch for a ceiling fan. Yeah. I mean, you, well, see, that's, that's, that's ingenious. It just, 
figuring out how to wrap it around this to make it pull when it does that. Really? You know, uh, well, that one, that one there of yours is a good example, I guess. It, yeah. uh, it's got a spring, two micro switches, and a piece of heavy fishing line that really? operates the, the guts of it. What about that? I always wondered, you know, I'm not, like I say, I can build and fix things, but when it comes to electrical, I'm lost. Completely lost. I hit your shock you a little bit. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of being electrocuted. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of the way I've seen people, uh, like, check to see if a, a push mower is getting any spark to it, you mm-hmm. know. They'll stick their finger in the in the in the in the where the spark plug goes and 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 jerk the cord and if it shocks them you know it gets it's getting sparked to it or whatever you know and i'm just like why would you do that (laughs) why would you purposely electrocute yourself and stuff but you just see them these old this this older generation they just inherently know more than the current generation well the reason for that and dumb old stacy's opinion is they had two choices. Yeah. They either made and done what they needed or they died. That's, yeah. Now we've got yeah, all so true. the easy stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, like my grandpa, he's the one that started teaching me to be an electrician. Yeah. And back in the day, which you probably remember them, the old flathead eights, had the spark plugs that come out the top of the engine with yep. no no boots on them spark plugs. Yeah. He would lay his elbow on that front cylinder with that car running and lay it down and kill that motor. Wow. And never flinch. Really? And I'd say, Papa, what in the world? He said, if you're going to do electric work, you're going to get shocked. Uh, yeah, that's he true. Said, so expect it and don't jump from it. Yeah. And I thought, why you crazy but <laughs> yeah but, yeah but it makes sense it uh, does if you jerk well 110 is not that bad in a house but three bays <laughs> or something yeah. but even in a house yeah if you get into an extension cord or something that grabs you and you jerk you could actually get double jump uh you know hit two wars or something oh really and get shocked worse or if you just let it kind of run through you hit yeah it's See, the fear of it to get that's you. amazing that you you know you you say don't be afraid of it just let it happen mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but who i mean i gotta imagine that there's very few people in this world that can say well, just 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 let it run through you mm-hmm. <laughs> don't jump from electrocution yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing to me I, I, but you know it really is the way that the 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 and you're not even that old you're what 50s i'm 56 so you're young still but it just goes to show you just in just a short amount of time how much people have changed in in a short amount of time you know the, the i'm gonna call it what i think it is it's the de- deterioration of mankind yep that's exactly what i think it is yeah because well the old timers is what everybody always calls them, but the <clears throat> old timers are gone. Yeah, they are. Are leaving. Well, the the new generation coming up, they're not interested in what the old timers have to say. Yeah. 
Me, yeah, I'm 56 year old. Now, yeah. if I could go back to when I was eight, nine, ten, twelve, yeah, I would have spent a lot more time <clears throat> sitting and listening to Papa and Mama and Aunt yeah. and Uncle yeah. than I was outside playing. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I might have been a little smarter than what I am, which I ain't smart by no means, by no stretch of imagination. But <laughs> I would have probably had more knowledge. Yeah. And still a learning yeah if i'd have done that yeah too late to go back now you know i think that's real important for people to hear and understand that <clears throat> if you've still got your own mama and papa and you know somebody uh, senior to you anybody senior to you listen to them talk mm-hmm. just listen to their stories listen to them talk about things that they've done experiences that they've had things that they've been through because I'm telling you, uh, there is a lot to be learned. And that's why I wanted you to come on the podcast because you are, you know, I think I actually commented on a post or something other that you put on yesterday or today one, and you was talking about piddling. Mm -hmm. And you said, you know, something about this is my new piddling project, like I need another one. And I said, I I wouldn't be surprised if you built a rocket. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's a pedestal thing. Yeah, oh, was that what it was? Okay. But, yeah, I think there's a lot to be learned uh, from people by just listening to them. You know, I think what what people have to offer is more more or just as important as book learning from yeah. a school because it gives you ingenuity and uh, the ability to do things that you'll never learn in a school. And that book, you know, it'll lay there and let you write anything you want to in it. It sure it will. make it right. No, it sure will. When I when I first come out of the military, <clears throat> I went into construction working with my dad. And yeah. They put me with a carpenter, and they called him Uncle Bill. Yeah. Well, I was to be his helper. Right. Okay, yeah. First week or so, it was, go get me a two-by-four, get me this, get go me for that. Yeah. And finally, I just said, now, Bill, they told me to help you. I can't <laughs> help you if I don't know what you're doing. Right. And he said, about time he said if you're interested in learning i will teach you if mm-hmm. you're not i'm not wasting my time why yeah and that old fella took his two before block his carpenter pencil he was cutting trim to go around the baptistry and uh i think it might have been Tate's creek church at lexington mm-hmm. but he showed me on that little drawing pad of his he said all right this angle makes this this one does that we're going to go up these steps these has to be 45s and this one over here has got to be a 22 and a half because it's not as steep and blah blah and i thought hey you just lost me yeah 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 but he would take an old miter saw hand miter saw <clears throat> and his box get a load of trim he'd just go to sawing and stacking it yeah he'd say, all right now pack it in there and he'd put it in place and it would fit yeah. Uh, in the world did you do that? <laughs> yeah. well, I'll show you. Yeah. We learn. Today, which we're blessed, really, uh, now that I'm involved with the kids more, mm-hmm. and about every one of them wants to come see Crazy Stacy or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy Stacy. But, uh, <laughs> but they're actually willing and wanting to learn. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm a bigger kid than they are, for one. Right, right. But I've got one young man. He's nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's uh, in the 4-H there in Rockcastle County. Yeah. And last uh, practice that we had, 
he actually had his own survival kit. He built a safari and kept it going. Really? While the others, without getting their sticks to make a project for their spear or whatever, it's, it's Whitehead Youth Hunter Education Challenge. Yeah. But I told him, I said, who brought your fire starter? Well, this little, this little fellow said, I did. Yeah. So, but then, since you're the only one that brought it, you get to build and keep the fire, and one of the others will get your spear for you, uh-huh. you know, to work out. Yeah. And he had far he had a far though that was well we put it out before we lived but yeah. it would have burnt probably half an hour. Really? Nine year old. Nine years old. Wow, that's awesome. And his daddy he told me he said Stacy said uh, he lives and breathes that stuff. Man, that's good. I, that's what I said that there. But that makes me feel real yeah, good, buddy. you know. And and the rest of them they're they're <clears> like that. They they wanna learn and they have fun at it. Yeah. I've so far we've had them playing in the creek. I let them eat crawdads. Yeah, yeah. Roasted over the fire. Yeah. Uh, showed them how to boil water in a plastic bottle. Mm-hmm. Throw in the fire, and they yeah. they look at you like you're crazy. You yeah. Know, and, they, and when they see it happen, what? How did that work? Yeah. It worked because the water was there. You cut the bottle off this far above of it, throw it in the fire, and what happens? It melts down to the water and don't go no further. Yeah. Oh, okay. I understand that. Yeah. So they're getting science, I guess. Yeah, it is out there with their hands. Absolutely is on a PowerPoint now yeah. or out of that book. <clears throat> which I'd like to get some of the high school teachers to come out and visit. That'd be awesome. Show them how to. Yeah. I mean, I ain't taking anything away from the teachers, but no man. Right, right. But, yeah. Uh, I'd like to get some of them out there. And I believe that's real important because if you're anything, if people's anything like me, and I'm sure there's probably tons you learn better by actually going out and doing things versus reading it out of a book Mm -hmm. i have never been able to learn how to do anything by reading or studying a book i've had to do it Mm -hmm. and mess up dozen (laughs) two dozen times before i figured it out but uh that's just the way i am you know i i can't learn nothing out of a book I can read it a hundred times and not know. But if I do it a few times, I'll eventually learn how. That, that's me. Uh, <coughs> a, a real good example of that, back uh, in the 80s, a little Nissan that had the it's four-cylinder with eight spark plugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't pull one spark plug out, stick your thumb in there, and crank her over to check the compression because yeah. that doesn't will scorch the end of your thumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it don't take long to learn them tricks. Yeah, about once. Oh, yeah. Once a do you most of the about time. About once, half a second. <laughs> and then, of course, back in the day, the ether and uh-huh. the cars. Yeah. Get them to pop up. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them put a half a can in both sidewalls out. Really? Uh, it don't take much of it. <laughs> they learn. Yeah. There's so there is such a need for people that knows how to do things like that for trades tradesmen electricians construction workers welders mechanics and stuff like that the 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 world needs things like that so if there's anybody out there listening and you're about to try and get to that point in life where you're trying to figure out what you need to do getting one of them uh, lines of work because there's a great need for them and they are good paying jobs yeah. They are, and seem like now they're pushing everybody to be doctors, lawyers. Yeah, they are. All that. Yeah. Uh, 
the trades is where it's always it's always going to be there. I don't care if time lasts. Mm-hmm. They the trades is going to have that's just like being a mortician. Yeah. As long as people live, they're going to die. So yeah. There's a need for them. Yeah. Uh, don't know who will bury those mortician, but yeah, know, <laughs> somebody have to. That's side the point. But yeah. There's always going to be a need for them. You know, yeah. I mean, just like you said, as long as people's living, they're going to be dying. And mechanics, and I'm not <clears> talking about a parts changer. Yeah. We need mechanics. Yeah. Uh, but in order to get mechanics back, we need to go backwards in our thinking on these vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. A car don't need to be that smart. No, it don't. Uh, any engine requires fuel, air, mm-hmm. spark, and at the right time to run. Yeah. They're simple. But yeah. they're so complicated. Now you've got to have that college degree to work on it. Yeah. Well, back in the day, you sat down in one, bar it up, drive it down the road, and you'd say, oh, you got a ball joint. Yeah. This side loop. Yeah, you can tell just by riding in it. you you got a miss here. You need to change spark plugs <coughs> or bars or your points is acting up or whatever. They they could sit in it, listen to it, and diagnose it. Yeah. It takes a $10,000 computer. Yeah. And these boys will say, the computer says this is wrong, so we'll put it in, and oops, that didn't fix it. Yep, I've had that happen to me. Uh, yeah. That, that that irks me a little bit. Yeah. We're getting, I like technology, I mean. Why, well, yeah. But some things in life just needs to be more simple. It does. Simpler is better in every way, Simpler in my opinion. Is. One of the best mechanics in the world is right here in uh, Jackson County. Uh I don't know if he'd care for me saying his name, but Russell Pennington, Pennington's Garage. Over oh, there. I know Russell well. <laughs> Man, he's slick on anything that I've ever brought him. You know, when people, all, anytime anybody's ever been on Facebook or asked me for a good mechanic, I send them to him. He He's, I guess he used to work at Goodyear years and years ago and certified mechanic and all that stuff, you know, but he's... I've took him vehicles before, just like you said, told him what I thought was wrong with it. No, it's this. And I go check it out or something other. It'll be what he said every time. Every time, just just by telling him what it sounds like. So uh, there's a huge need for mechanics. Uh, I was telling you about my washer and dryer that I got. Yeah. One of them petered out on me a couple of weeks ago. A hole blew out in the, I guess you call it the tub. The, in the dryer, the yeah. the barrel or whatever it's called, yeah, a is. hole blew out in it. Never heard of that, seen that before in my life. About the size of a number two pencil, and it was leaking water out of it. But I didn't know that at the time. So I kind of started taking it apart, trying to figure out what was wrong with it. Of course, I'm not electrical savvy at all, so I just like, I quit. <laughs> I'm calling somebody else, and I called Danny Robinson. He's a whiz on stuff like that. I've recommended him to people. He's a veteran. Uh, he also is a big part of a car club around here and stuff. He come over here and found it, no problem. He's like, uh, you can fix it, but it's going to cost 1400 bucks to buy the the whole new thing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, I just might as well go buy another one. Well, yeah. So we went and bought an a old-school-looking set, the Speed Queen set. Well, I've got, well, why she's got a, one of these newfangled ones, mm-hmm. but... There's actually one sitting in the backyard that is the old square ringer washer. Really? During the summer. Man, I ain't seen one of them in years. And uh, I like stuff like that. 
Oh yeah. I've got a I've got an old four burner kerosene cook stove. Oh yeah. And I've got a wood cook stove. Wow. Uh, and then an old antique ice box. Uh huh. And they all still work. They don't make them like that no more. But uh, people look at them a little funny. But well, yeah, probably don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I know enough to know what some of that stuff is. My mama and papa had a ringer washer on their front porch. It was awesome. Well, they they get your clothes cleaner. Yeah. Because you can let them wash half a day if you want to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can. It ain't none of this run ten minutes and spin mm-hmm. out and quit. That's true. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm all the time in mud, uh-huh. grease, dirt, whatever. It don't come out in an automatic washer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care how much money you spend on one. It ain't going to get stuff like that out of it. No, wife aggravates me to death. It's getting ready to quit. Flip it over. Let yeah. It run again. Yeah. Three or four cycles. Just put them out there and then walk off and leave it. Yeah. Know, but. That's good stuff. There's such a need for things like that. <laughs> Have you been? Uh, have you got any plans for like any big projects that you want to build coming up? I would like to build the uh, the roller coaster. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I had some youngins at, uh, at our Fourth of July thing, and they they was on the zipline platform. Mm-hmm. A couple of them said, "Stacy, it'd be so cool if you had a big tree house here that had a slide and a zipline and all that." Yeah. Thought, well, if it's for youngins to play on, then. They just may be a big tree house. I guarantee it will be. Sometime. Uh, now, you said you got a TikTok. Is videos of this stuff on TikTok? Yeah. yeah. What's the name of your TikTok so people listen can it's, go out there and see uh, it? Appalachian Outdoorsman 67. Appalachian Outdoorsman 67. Uh-huh. Okay. Look him up on, on uh, TikTok, everybody, because some of the stuff is that he's built <laughs> by hand is really impressive. It's uh, it's got my projects, but it's all it's got a lot of pictures from our hunter ed classes and yeah, uh, the four H youngins and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, which was the whole reason for me to start that was to get some of my piddling stuff out there for people to see mm-hmm. that, that hopefully could use it or learn from it. But yeah. it's more to showcase the youngins and yeah. what they're doing out there. Sharpening sticks, making spears, uh, learning how to power harden it so that when they sharpen it and it stays hard, it don't mushroom out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just anything outside, basically. Yeah. Um, Can't get enough of that. There's no way to get enough of it. No, they ain't. Me and my wife have got two little boys. You can probably hear them upstairs turning <laughs> the house down every now and then. But just like any little boys you know they they want to work them thumbs out on them controllers you know a whole lot and which we do limit it to a couple hours a day and i try my best to get them outside as much as possible uh you just like you said you can't get enough of outside in you Mm -hmm. at all well a couple of good things coming up here in august it'd be the the 18th 19th and 20th yeah over in Floyd County, uh-huh. this will be their 23rd year for doing a squirrel hunt camp out. Yeah. They do all kinds of activities and stuff. Uh, kids will actually go squirrel hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this year in Rockcastle County, this will be their first annual squirrel awesome. hunt camp out on the same weekend. Yeah. And it's all free to the kids. What about that? Don't hear that much anymore. They... Uh, They'll camp on the Friday night, have a 
hot dogs or burgers or something for supper. They'll be fed breakfast on Saturday morning and then another lunch Saturday. Yeah. And then hot dogs again or something on Saturday evening before mm-hmm. they go home unless they want to camp again. Uh, the only the only thing is if they're under 12, yeah. they don't have to have a hunting license. Mm-hmm. They just have to have somebody 18 or whatever with them. Yeah. 12 and over, they got to have a hunting license in their hunter ed card. So is that the age that's required, 12 and over? 12 and over is required to have a orange card in the state of Kentucky. Okay. Okay, I didn't know that. And then, uh, it's been a long time since I went, obviously. <laughs> any Anybody born after January 1st, 1975 is required to have it here, too. Okay. But now, like, if you go to Colorado or Mexico or someplace like that, you better check with them. Because yeah. some of them, if one of them, I can't remember exactly which one, but one state, their, <clears throat> their exemption period or whatever. Yeah. Like here, it's January 1, 1975. Yeah. Out there, it's January 1, 1940. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We, get, we get a lot of people that will need a card, need a class right now. Yeah. Hey, I got drawn for an elk or whatever, <coughs> and they got well, they want my orange card. I don't have to have it here. Yeah. Well, you're not here hunting. You're yeah, going yeah. to Mount Condor. Uh-huh. Well, we try to get everybody regardless. Yeah, you know, buddy. It, it's a good thing to have. Oh, it's the best thing in the world. Nothing else. It's just like with us, uh, we feed them. Mm-hmm. And tell them what they're going to eat, but yeah. we feed them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they learn a little bit, and plus we let them, you know, do some hands-on things, too, yeah. to try to get them hooked on this kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but we have good good reviews, I guess, from parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is just so cool. It's the coolest thing in the world, you know. Uh, it's so important for people, kids, adults, whatever, to know how to do things like this. Mm-hmm. Starting a fire—that's not an easy thing, you know. I mean, you can get you can get a fire starter and get one, you know, pretty lit, pretty good. But what if you ain't got a fire starter, mm, you know? That's right. I, and I know you can build. I know you can start a fire with probably that cup right there. But I'm just, <laughs> uh, you know. People, what if you get stranded out somewhere? I go, I, I think about stuff like this all the time. You know, if I was to get, I don't know, lost somewhere, mm-hmm. you're going to need a fire. If you're going to eat, you're going to need a fire. Well, fire is like having five good buddies with you. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, number one, it'll cook your food. Yeah. It'll provide you light of a night. Mm-hmm. The smoke will help signal for help. Yeah. Uh, it'll ward off predators uh-huh. but mostly it's just a companion yeah it, it clears your mind you sit watch that fire burn you forget about being lost or that you is forget true. about whatever and it just i don't know easy your mind i guess you think it'd be a good idea for people just to go out and build a fire and just sit around it mm-hmm. nobody does that anymore stacy i remember doing that when i was little oh, just sitting I around a fire quite a bit but oh, it's like it's, it's the best thing in the world yeah just kick back not worry about nothing just set y'all and they ain't a better feeling in this country you know you mentioned our few minutes ago about uh this the peddling that you do clears your mind and mm-hmm. just wipes out all the stress and things like that people really need that because as time goes on life gets more and more stressful i feel like oh yeah 
So, I, uh, you know, I don't know if you listen to our our PTSD uh, mm-hmm. anxiety episode or not, but me and Beefy share those those problems, those those mental health problems and stuff. And I do certain things to help with that and get my mind off things. But this podcast right here is my main source of like zoning out and right. talking to people. Uh, <clears throat> we've said for a long time that this podcast wasn't going to be based on guests you know but i'm kind of i'm kind of leaning the other way now we've had a couple of people on the podcast over the last couple of weeks and the reason why i've kind of switched it up is because i really enjoy talking to people just sitting around just shooting the breeze you know and uh just learning about people and I don't. I can get on this podcast and never say a word and be completely fine with it, because I just like to learn from people. And somebody like you that knows so much that people's most people's forgot about. I think it's really important to get that on some type of platform where it's there forever, right? Because it's not going to be heard. Well, a lot of. I mean that that way of life is dying. Uh. I, I aggravate one of the instructors <coughs> up in Grayson County. Mm-hmm. Probably the one of the better bow hunters yeah. that they is yeah. that I know of. She forgot, and I said she yeah. has forgot more about bow hunting than I know. What about that? But she's originally from over in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And I call her a city slicker or a pencil tuckian. <laughs> a pencil tuckian. I ain't never heard that. <laughs> but uh, she she actually done a, a bow ed training class to uh-huh. certify some new instructors in bow education uh, two or three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Well, she wanted to get into chickens. Yeah. So some buddies, other instructors, we all pitched in. We built her a chicken house, a pen, done some work around the farm for her while she was doing the bow training class for the others yeah and we got her chickens out she had one hen one and a rooster to start with mm-hmm. a little coop and she said uh, now does that rooster crow yeah. i said uh, yeah the hen probably won't <laughs> the hen won't <laughs> well uh what time does it crow yeah i said well it may crow all night if it's a moonlit night yeah well now what do I got to do to feed them? Do I need to take them to the vet? Yeah. If they get sick, what do I do here? I said, they're chickens. Yeah, yeah. Treat them like chickens. Treat them like chickens. And it, it just bone puzzled her. Yeah, yeah. She said, you have to come up here in a four-hour class, and you got all this done, <laughs> and how did you do it? Yeah. Well, it's just second nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see a picture of what you want, you build it, you go on. And God bless her heart. I, I'd rather I'd rather aggravate her than each. Yeah. She's so easy to pick on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, the, that type of mindset is just what you just said. You envision it, you do it. Yeah. That mentality is lost on half the world, though. But she is actually trying to, she's trying, because <clears throat> she, she asked you asked a million questions. Well, that's good. Instead of that's awesome. like most people, you know, they say, "Oh, well, yeah, that's all right. Let it go." Yeah, Not yeah. her. Yeah. She is relentless on her questions. That's good. And she, I hate to ask so many stupid questions. 
Well, they ain't no such thing as stupid questions. Yeah. Only stupid answers, and I'm full of them. That's <laughs> yeah. what I tell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you you smartest person I know. Yeah. No. Then you don't know nobody. <laughs> I'm the smartest <laughs> person you know. <laughs> but she will, I love it. She fixed shish kebabs out of fruit for treats for these chickens. Oh, yeah? I said, why? Yeah. Well, I, I read some words that they like treats. <laughs> I said, that book will lay there and let you write anything you want to. Uh-huh. Make it right. I said, the corn in a pan, give them shade and a nest to lay their eggs in. They're, They're good happy. to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they don't, don't need much. They don't need the air conditioner, the big <laughs> screen television, all that good stuff. And mm-hmm. they'll watch YouTube videos of the chickens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing we've got with the people now. <clears throat> it's, hey, you need to learn something, go to YouTube. Which YouTube's a yeah, good place. it is. To an extent. But yeah. sometimes YouTube's wrong. Best way to figure it out is get elbow deep. Mm-hmm. Get your fingers mashed or blisters yeah. burnt. Yeah. Figure it out. Good Lord, give us a brain. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we just need to figure out how to use it. Yeah, that that's very true. You know, I don't know if you've heard much about this, but there's this thing that's come out. I don't know how long it's been out. It may have been, may have been out for a long time. But it's called Chat GPT, I think it is. Never heard of it. And it's, it's this form of artificial intelligence. And it's called Jet, Chat GPT, like I said. And uh, it's a software. It's a website or an app or something. I ain't never been on it. I've been too afraid to get on there. <clears throat> But you ask it to do something or give you information on something. Like, for instance, I know a guy that I work with. He, or not, no, let's see, dude. No, I can't remember. He might work with me. I can't remember. I can't remember if it's this one guy or another guy. But he was looking to apply for a job. And he needed to build a resume for for that job. I think it was uh, for the post office or something other. And uh, he got on that chat GPT and he said, and you just type whatever you want to this thing. And he said, write me a resume for the United States post awful, post awful, post office carrier uh, position. And in three seconds, Stacy, it had like seven pages wrote for him. It writes it out for you. And then he took that and printed it off and compared it to the questions, the actual application and stuff on the USPS uh, post office uh, website. And it was spot on answers to every question that was asked on that post office website. Jeez. So wh- the the world is trying to make thinking for yourself obsolete. That's exactly what they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're wanting, in every aspect of your life, they're wanting you to depend on technology instead of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because people, <clears throat> as of right now, have the ability to make their own decisions. Right. But they don't want us making our own decisions, I feel like. No. They want us to let a computer do it for us. And it's so scary because people nowadays are seem so lazy that they don't want to write a resume themselves. No. They don't want to go through the trouble of thinking, well, I done this 10 years ago. I better put that on there. Well, I'll just get on chat GPT and let it write it for me. But the scary thing about it is, is that it is so accurate. It's, it's unbelievable. So... <clears throat> just what I said, 
anybody out there listening, I mean, you might be brave enough to get on there and try it out. I'm not. I don't. I'm afraid it'll start acting real, real weird. If it's that smart and as dumb as I am, I would outthink me in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it needs to know what little bit I do know. Listen, they. <laughs> I've read a couple articles on it and stuff, and they said that it it. It, it learns as it goes about every single thing in the world. And it it became self-aware. Here recently, I believe I read, that where it will... I can't remember how... I can't remember how... I don't know how to word this, but... It will kind of take over your home. Like, if you bring this up and connect devices to it or whatever... It'll tell you what to do in your home. You know, like lock your doors or uh, you need to make dinner. You need to make <laughs> dinner at this time, you know. And these people that are using this thing are not telling it to remind it of this. It takes over and tells them tells them for them. So just back to what I was saying, you know, the, the world is becoming so advanced and techn- technologically advanced that that people don't have to think for themselves, which is another reason why people like you and all these other people out here that <clears throat> prefer to live life the way you do are so important. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, as people like you and people I, I, I hope feel like, like me, because I believe the same way you do, are going to be the last people on this earth that survived. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that technology, that, well, you remember, what was it, Rockford Files? Yeah. TV show yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. All them, they had, had the old corded phone sitting on the yeah. hump of their car. Well, yeah. that's been, what, 40-ish years? Uh-huh. Look at her cell phones now. Yeah, buddy. Same way with, well, everything, everything we've got. The technology has took over. It's took over. Me... <clears throat> I still, well, I, I still teach youngins how to take a piece of string and two tin cans and make them a telephone. Yeah, but that's awesome. <laughs> the fun stuff. That's awesome. You know, but it's so important to keep that stuff alive. Yeah, the the cell phone. Yeah, mine just rung here a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but we we're getting used to it as bad as I hate to admit it. Yeah, yeah, we are. And are trying to get dependent on it. Mm-hmm. But. When I was little, uh, they wasn't none of this sitting watching TV, sitting on computers. That yeah. stuff didn't exist. Yeah. You was out making kites or cutting forked sticks for stilts to walk across the creek, playing on grapevine swings. Yeah. You you hand a young and a machete now and tell them to go find them a grapevine swing on, they just like... <laughs> Look at you, like you got three heads. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, what are you even talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Grapes come from Kroger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to go buy them, Daddy. <laughs> but it, well, as, from as far back as I can remember, my papa on both sides, dad, mom, my aunts, my uncles, every yeah. one of them. I, I guess I've always been the oddball. Because uh-huh. when they would, everybody gang up Sunday at Mamaw's for supper or oh, yeah. lunch, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd go grab old rooster, 
clop his head off. Yeah. Ball and waters, chicken dinner. Yeah. Well, the rest of my cousins, or most of them, they was out playing, hooping, hollering and stuff. And I was there helping Papa pluck a chicken. Yeah. Or help Dad get firewood up or uh-huh. pack water or something like that. I've, I've always been that weird person that'd rather be, I don't know, more hands-on than, yeah. than playing. But which we did play a lot. Oh, yeah. But as we got older... Then I was making the toys that the rest of my cousins wanted to play with. What about that? Instead of them making their own. Yeah, know? yeah. So I've kind of carried, <clears throat> carried a lot of people, I guess, over the years. Why, yeah? Why, yeah? Uh, I, I can't remember second grade, third grade. Mm-hmm. They had a big thing at school, and everybody brought, you know, have a kite flying day. Yeah. Well, I get to school, and my kite is a newspaper with some golden rods and tape. Yeah. Well, the other kids has got these big fancy plastic ones. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. Like, well, man, that's cool, but I made mine. I made mine. I, yeah. It flew just as good as hers did. It yeah. wasn't, didn't have the little pictures on it or mm-hmm. nothing like that, but it still flew. Yeah. Might have had the obituaries on it or something. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but he, he fly. <laughs> That's awesome. And I then, love stuff like that. And the old Tonka trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you if you give our our generation, the older one, uh, four four of the Tonka dump trucks, four of the the scrapers, and four bulldozers, we could have done had I seventy five built. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, <laughs> we moved enough dirt with them things that. Yeah. And it, I, we we didn't know we was poor. Yeah. We didn't know it was rough times. We was, we was happy. That's what I was fixing to say. You was too busy being happy to know any other mm-hmm. way. And now we've got so much time to just sit and ponder on all this junk that's going on everywhere. Well, you mentioned PTSD. Yeah. And I've got some inclination of that stuff. Myself. I'd say you do, yeah. And what branch of the military was it you was in? Air Force. Air Force. But that stuff, the lamps and that, that that's my release, I guess, from the trigger yeah. or whatever, you know. But Yeah. I'll uh I'll never that right there, I'll never get rid of that. But that's that's gonna be wherever I'm at for the rest of my life. That, that meant a whole lot to me. That right there. You even put one of my favorite say, phrases on it. Well, <laughs> I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Right. I'm just like you. I, yeah. I prefer the dangerous freedom. And that goes right back to swinging on grapevine swings and all that. I mean, well, yeah. I've had them break, fall, roll down the mountain. Yeah. You, did, you didn't jump up and run to the hospital or yeah. nothing. You limp all around a day or two, <laughs> wrapping brown paper bag and vinegar and yeah. go on. What about that? Now, but now, and it's our fault. I mean, oh, it absolutely. Is absolutely it is. our fault. Yep. Now, a young and gets a splinter and hits a trip to the emergency room. That is true. That is true. It's our fault. Uh, well, I was, I don't know, 12. 13. Yeah. We camp fish all the time. Yeah. Well, my uncle, I walked behind him just as he was casting. Oh, I know what you're going to say. 
Right in the eyelid. Oh, my God. In the eyelid? In the eyelid. Oh, my God. And my aunt, she, well, she was, oh, well, you got to go to the hospital, got to go to the hospital, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dad was on down at another hole. Of course, I'm hollering and squalling, screaming. They, he comes running up through there, and he says, uh, what are you doing? I said, hey, Ralph hooked me. Like there's nothing. Water, water worms in front of my eyes. Oh, my gosh. He said, well, you want me to take you to hospital or you want me to fix it? I said, I'd rather fish. <laughs> yeah, what about that? He took a knife. He did it in the campfire. Oh, my gosh. Of course, God. he took all the worms off of the hook. Yeah. And he just peeled, her, peeled the hook back to where the barb was uh-huh. just touching. He just took that knife, a little slice, and there it is. Wow. Done, over with. Went right back to fishing just like normal. Now, how old was you? Probably 12. 12 years old. Now, I, I really feel like that any 12-year-old right now would probably be screaming bloody murder. I have still got the needle-nose pliers that my aunt, she first said, here, squeeze my hand if it hurts. <laughs> well, when Dad pulled that knife out of the bar, she said, I can't do it, I can't do it, you got to do something else. Yeah. She gave me a pair of needle-nose fishing pliers. Yeah. And I've still got them today, and the handles are about that close together. Yeah. One hand. Wow. Twelve-year-old. That that scared. Yeah. But I bent the handles on a set of needle-nose pliers. Oh, my God. While he cut a fish hook out of my eye. Jeez. <laughs> God Almighty! I probably couldn't. I couldn't bend them water pliers with a vice. No, no I couldn't. I'd have to have a major vice to do that. Yep, but I sure did, and I still got the pliers. Wow! Crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, well, my uncle, he, uh, we was fishing Cumberland during bow season. Little deer walking across, back and forth across the cliff. Yeah. It during it in October, bow season was in. Yeah. He said. Deer's gonna jump the lake. I said, Well, you've lost your mind. That's that's 50 foot high. Yeah, he said, There's something matter if you're gonna jump. Yeah, I said, Well, if it does, bow season's in. Yeah, I said, So she jumps in the water, you run up the side of her, I'll cut its throat, mm-hmm. and we're tight. Well, yeah, he just laughed. He said, Yeah, right. I said, No, I'm serious. Yeah, okay. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't 10 seconds, splash right in the middle of the lake, Cumberland. God almighty. Went swimming, just about that much of his nose sticking out, you know. Just, uh-huh. Well, Uncle, we really pulled up. He takes off toward it, the trolling motor, and the closer we got, the further out of the water it got. Yeah. Finally, it got up to where his chest and his are cooking. So he had to fire the big motor up yeah. to catch up to it. He ran up beside that deer. I'm 15 years old. Yeah. Real smart. Uh-huh. Watched Mutual Omaha Wild Kingdom all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reached over that boat, grabbed that deer under the under the neck and head. Got a big headlock. Reached for my knife to cut his throat. Next thing I know, that deer standing on top of my head in the middle of the lake coming. He drove me out of that boat, tried to get best ground me. Really? Uncle driving around us in a circle of laughing at me. Are you kidding? What were you thinking, stupid? Yeah. I said, they do it all the time. He said, they drug them deer before they do that, dummy. 
Well, yeah. I, I've seen them swimming in Cumberland plenty of times now. I'm yeah. not running the boat up next to it, grabbing it by the head. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go swimming again. Yeah. About die again. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he, instead of not even chasing that deer, mm-hmm. He done it just to prove his point that. Also, he knew. He, yeah, he knew what was going to happen. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and he jerked me right out of that boat. If it yeah. had been for life jacket, I guess it probably would have. Probably would have. But it felt like it standing on my head and everything else, and it just right on across the lake and I let it go. But yeah, in October, well, late cold, water yeah, cold. Oh my God! So, all right, stupid. You got pulled into the lake. Now you got. You yeah. gotta get dry and warm, mm-hmm. hypothermia, and yeah, life lessons. One of them situations where he knew what was gonna happen, but he let better to show it. you than to tell you. Bad was the same way, mm-hmm. and still is. Yeah, <clears throat> he'll tell you what needs to be done, how to do it. Yeah, but if you wanna go a different route, he said, "Your blisters, you burn them, you set on them." What about that? You burn them, you sat on them. You burn them, you sat on them. What about that? He always he always said that. He said, boy, you get out and get in trouble and get in jail? He said, don't call me. Yeah. He said, because you got in, you'll get out the best way you know how. Well, that's good. You know, I mean, it sounds harsh to somebody that some, some people out there listening, it sounds harsh, but I tell you what, that's the best way to be. Yeah, it is. That's the best way to be. You know, I went to jail years ago. I'm not proud of it, but it was a life lesson learned, and I learned the hard way. I went to jail for DWI, drinking under the influence. I was drunk. <coughs> Saved my life. Really, it did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's smartened me up a whole lot. So uh, I called Dad thinking, hey, my dad's going to come get me out of jail. Nope. He said, sit there all night. Mm-hmm. You know, best thing ever happened to me. Best thing ever happened to me. Well, I, I've been in jail, too. Yeah. It ain't fun. No. And I ain't lost nothing in there. If I did, they can have it because I ain't going back <laughs> I ain't going to get back it. Either. <laughs> I ain't going back either. <laughs> I ain't going back either. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's something else. But I actually went to jail for helping somebody once. Really? Guy that is at service station there in Mount Vernon. Yeah. And, of course, we all cruised yeah. back and forth. And yeah. But he was in there and had a gas jug. Said, uh, but you give me a ride home? Yeah. Car's out of gas. I said, well, yeah, I'll take you home. Where yeah. you live at? So he told me, and I took him, dropped him off. Yeah. Next evening, the uh, sheriff pulls into the yard there, looking for me. I said, well, he's down through there somewhere in the woods doing something. Yeah. They went to holler, and I come up, and he said, uh, I'm going to have to take you to jail. I said, Take me to jail, what to do? Yeah. It, uh, you are an accomplice to, uh, an accomplice to arson. Oh, my I said, God. Say, what? Yep. That boy you took home, that wasn't his house. And he tried to burn the house you took him to, and you took him there. So you're, oh, you're wow. guilty. He was the getaway man to I, them. I said, well, I took him and dropped him off and went home. Yeah. Said, That's just what they said. They did arrest you. They arrested me. I stayed uh, 12 <clears throat> hours in jail. Yeah. And which... Then they had known everybody, all the troopers. Yeah, yeah. He ran a service station, the judges, mm-hmm. and everybody. And they said, Now, Stacy, what happened? I said, uh, He was at Pegs. Yeah. Wanted a ride. And I took him home, driver, took him home, dropped him off, and right on down through uh, Climax, I went. Yeah. Went home. 
Huh. We've known you and your daddy long enough to know you ain't lying about somebody else either. So Why, yeah. They dropped the charges and stuff. Well, still yet. 12 hours in jail. That yeah, but fun. <laughs> ain't, you ain't going to get the 12 hours back. <laughs> no, no. Sure ain't. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Jail is not fun, but I tell you what, every now and then, in my case, it was it was a good thing. Best thing ever happened to me. I was young and dumb and thought I could get away with everything in the world and found out the hard way I could. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want no part of jail. No. Uh, don't even want to work in one of them. Nah, well, that's what I do for a living. I work <laughs> in a prison, and seeing what I've seen and knowing what I know the past 18 years working in corrections, I don't want to get in no trouble. So I, I abide by the law. That way well, the law can't say nothing to me. Uh, well, I lost, uh, I lost the keys to a welding truck over to Iceland at the prison. Yeah. We yeah. welded, mm-hmm. and they would whistle out, I think, one unopened pack of cigarettes to go in with us and we oh yeah had uh like five pound of welding rods or whatever and we had yep. to save our cigarette butts and our yep. welding stubs you know yep. to make sure that it didn't get out yep couldn't wear i think you couldn't wear blue jeans and a white t-shirt we had to wear the uniforms or whatever yep well we come out one evening and went to get in the welding truck and there wasn't no keys in it oh i thought where the keys yeah. Well, the guard or whatever that had patrolled, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to leave keys in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. found out quick. Yep. Uh, it took <clears> them about three or four days to get the keys back. It's a bunch of paperwork and all that stuff. Yeah. And of course, I got reamed good for leaving keys in the truck. Why, yeah. But I, I, first time I'd ever been in a prison of welding, I welded on a strip job. There wasn't nobody up yeah. stealing nothing. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that is the way it is. You know, when you got a, an outside work crew coming into a prison, any prison, not just where I work at but any prison there's a whole big process you got to go through of getting past the metal detectors and checked in and stuff like that they got to check your tools and make sure you got them when you go in and got them when you go out and it's a whole big process uh, that's the way they done us but yeah. if they'd have told me to take the keys out of that truck yeah I'd have told them, I didn't know well yeah but, well you can't fault for no can't fault somebody for not knowing they did. They took them. <laughs> but but yeah. they, they give them back. They take, they talked a little rough to, yeah. I, I guess, it was the boss at the time. They yeah. talked to him kind of rough about not letting us know what we were supposed to do. And I thought, oh, yeah. These people here didn't tell us, you know, they just yeah. you're allowed this, this, and this. And they're saying, yeah. make sure you got your keys out of your truck. Yeah. Well, when you empty your pockets, I didn't have no truck keys. So he should have said, uh, Where's the keys to that welding truck you got? Yeah. I said, during the ignition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they didn't do that. Either. Well, so it was it, kind of, the, that was kind of, they dropped the ball on that. Yeah. You know? My fault and theirs too. Well, guess, yeah. Life lessons. Life lessons. Life lessons are important where you get, you know, hurt or electrocuted or, or, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Or, yeah. <laughs> it don't make no difference. Life lessons is something that everybody needs to learn. Yeah. We Have you? Go ahead. We can't hold everybody's hand all their life. Well, well that's what people's doing more, more and more every day mm-hmm. is holding somebody's hand through life, through their whole life, not letting them learn on their own. Yep. You know, my dad, I worked, I started working for my dad in construction, I think, of the summers when I was about 15, uh, doing building houses, drywalling and finishing and stuff like that. Everything I know about stuff like that is because of my dad. 
And that's something that I'm so thankful for that my dad taught me how to do because as you grow up and you uh, get a wife and kids and stuff like that, knowing how to do these things, I mean, if you got a home, there's going to be repairs. That's just part of it. Never-ending process. Never-ending <laughs> process. Yep. But I don't know. We're looking at. I'm going on vacation here in a week, in a couple of days, and our back deck out here needs painted. Speaking of technology and advances and stuff, I was looking at rolling the deck and painting it by hand by with a brush, mm-hmm. and it's a big deck. We got a lot of spindles on it. It would have took me two or three days. And then somebody at work says, well, "Won't you get one of them airless paint sprayers?" And I'm like, "That's a good idea. Save. I can probably do the same job in two or three hours yep. with one of them." You just got you overspraying. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so just get a good piece of cardboard and yep. spray the fire out of it. And save one of them a task if you need to use it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to hit you up on it. <laughs> You're welcome to Do they it. work good? I've I've yep. never I've never used one. Yeah, they work real good. Do they? Yeah. I've been looking at them online. They're not they're not very very uh cheap, but it'll I'll I'm sure I'll well, use now, it several times. Mine is the one that you stick in the five gallon bucket. You that's the one I'm looking at. That's that's the kind I'm looking at. Pour it in it, and yeah, mine's the. It's, it goes right in, there and it's got uh, twenty five or fifty foot holes on it. Yeah, I've been looking at one at Harbor Freight, an Avanti brand, mm-hmm. and uh, what turned me off on it is that there was a big sticker or sign at the front of the on the front of the thing that says "Not Returnable." So I mean, I never had no intention to return it, but if it, if I get it at the house and it don't work, yeah. I'm hit with it. Yep. You know. So I was looking at Lowe's. They've got some good ones up there that you can take about anything back to Lowe's if it don't work the way it's supposed to. Why? Yeah, I don't care. Lowe's don't. But they <laughs> they are kind of they kind of quirky. Yeah. You know, you got to mix your paint real good. Yeah. Uh, cleaning it once you're done is the major thing to keep it yeah i've been watching youtube videos about it if it goes to acting stupid you can just turn the tip backwards and blow some into the bucket flip it back okay it'll it'll spray yeah Uh, but they uh they are they are lifesaver oh yeah i'll probably end up buying one because there's several things i've needed it for in the past and uh in the future i'm sure i'll need one again so i'll probably just end up buying one but uh, have you? I want to get on this for a minute. Have you eaten any new weird foods? Because <laughs> last time I talked to you, was talking about all this weird stuff that, that you've eat. The only thing we've eat that's out of the norm since I talked to you last time, we eat a couple of beavers. Oh yeah, fed, good. Yep, we fed the we fed the hunter egg class. Oh yeah, beaver sandwiches, and then actually grill some of it for them. Well, yeah. they never eat beaver. They eat, they eat two of them. So. Yeah, I guess it's good. <laughs> but, I guess you could probably make a stew or anything, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I'd uh, say that'd be well, good. Well, uh, back in May, my birthday party, we had uh, it was our bigger meal, but we had the frog legs, fish, mm-hmm. chicken tenderloin, and I actually fried some of the beaver for hit. Yeah, we had some bear meat, deer meat. Mm. Uh, and then had uh, cleaned the freezer out with the doves. I'd fixed fixed them a bunch of doves on the grill. Oh yeah, let them eat that. So, but I ain't got to eat nothing real strange here lately. Yeah, I've been on a steak kick here lately. I can't get enough steak. 
I love it. It's one of my, it's probably, other than maybe fried chicken, steak is my favorite food in the world. And I've got a big tomahawk steak up there right now thawing out. Uh, <laughs> my favorite is pork tenderloin. Is it? Yeah. It is I good. Like a tenderloin. It is good. Hamburger is fine. Steak, yeah. I can eat it. But yeah. if I'm going to sit down and say I, what I want, I want the pork tenderloin. Yeah. I don't know why. I know it's just one of them things. I've always loved steak, but here lately, I, I swear it's like I'm deficient in something. Or, or I don't know if I'm lacking protein or whatever it is, but I can't get enough of it. I've eaten steak I don't know how many times in the last two or three weeks. Could be something that you're lacking. Usually, I mean, I've heard people say, you know, that your body will will naturally make you crave things mm-hmm. if you're deficient in it or something other, you know? So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, that's... Uh my witch doctor ain't uh, that's what she would always do she you go to feeling puny and she say hey you need to go down and get this make tea out of it and drink it oh yeah yeah and it work it yeah that that's the one i wish i'd listened to more and wrote down what she said oh yeah than trying to remember it mm-hmm. from <laughs> 50 years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, stuff like that, them old home remedies and everything, they really do work. My wife's real big into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 what's the name of it? An onion poultice? Yep. Yeah, buddy. Or a mini of them. Yeah, buddy. She puts them on our boys if they're feeling kind of kind of down or creepy or something, other, you know? Yeah. And she'll cut up an onion and lay it in a plate and just lay it out in the house. And it'll turn black. And too. it'll turn as black as that microphone right there, Stacey. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Now, your house smells like onions. But, yeah, but I but, like uh, onions anyway. Well, I like onions, too. But uh, onion water, She was uh, if we got sore throat or a cough or something like that, she'll cut up a big onion and put it in water and let it marinate for like a couple of days. Yeah. And then just take you a couple of teaspoons of it, and the next day you're good. Well, uh, ginger and yellow root does. That's oh, a, does that's it? A good sore throat. I, she too. may have mentioned that actually. I can't remember. I don't know nothing about it. I just do what she tells me to do. <laughs> yellow root. <laughs> if you got stomach problems, that yellow root fixes it. Oh well, yeah. Uh, if you got a cut, you yellow root and myrrh. Oh yeah. Like a like a paste. Yeah, yellow root like and myrrh. Now what is myrrh? It's just another herb. Is it? You, you I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Back in back in the day. That Ashley, or not Ashley, uh, what was that stuff called? Shackley. Yeah. They sold all that kind of stuff. Really? And you could get the myrrh and the, well, any herb out there, yeah. you could order through this Shackley stuff. Really? And it was, seemed like it was better than this, like, golden seal you get, the proper name for yellow root. Yeah. But don't seem like it's as strong as if you go dig your yellow root and make your own tea. Right out of the ground. But that Shackley stuff, it was probably about as close as you could get to the actual plant itself. Yeah. And my aunt, of course, they, they dealt in that stuff and all that, but she knows everything in the world when it comes to medicinal yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that's slowly dying in our culture is, you know, natural remedies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Which they're out there to find and be able to use, but I, I'd say I don't know how much longer you'll be able to find out about stuff like that. The way we're going, you won't. No, you won't be able to. They don't want you to be able to fix anything naturally because there ain't no money in it. That's right. There ain't no money in uh, no natural remedies. Money in it. And 
Well, well, today, or this this day and time, you sell a young and go down there down on the creek, break them off a stick off that willow tree, peel <laughs> the bark off of it, chew on it to cure their toothache or their headache. And they what about like, that? Look what? at you like you're crazy. Yeah, that's an aspirin, and they really they really get crazy when you go digging cattails up and say, "Here, we're going to eat some cattail roots and yeah. shoots and that thing." That come out of a swamp. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. the roots taste like uh, cucumbers. Really? A little shoots. A little pods. A little pods before they start. It's kind of like a roasting ear. You can eat the that? stalk. Make flare out of the tops. Wow. And uh, cattails are actually pretty good. Are they? Hmm. I may have tried one. They one are pretty good. The, the tuber roots or whatever they call them. Are. Yeah. You, uh, them kind of like eating a tater. Yeah. So you got your tater and your cucumber and your corn and you make flour out of the, the top part of where all that old yellow fluff, uh-huh. that yellow stuff, yeah. you make flour out of that. I never knew that. And the <clears throat> willer is a natural aspirin. Uh, and then, of course, you got ginseng, yellow root, yeah. blood yeah. root, all that stuff. And it's all got a purpose here. Yeah, well, ginseng is, I guess, pretty still real popular for people to go dig up ginseng and stuff like that. They used to be, uh, I mean, my Uncle Roger used to do it. Uh, There's quite a bit of money in it. Uh, I think that diet that my uncle sold last year, year before last, which they don't dig much no more, but they, I believe it was $1,100 a pound. $1,100 a pound. Dry. Wow. That's a lot. My youngest uncle i guess yeah he'd be the youngest uncle of, of them but he dug something like seven pounds dry really yep. wow i wouldn't imagine it'd take very many to make a pound either uh it takes quite a bit once. oh does it yeah okay uh, i was saying that may, I shoe box, it's bigger than a shoe box full dry usually weighs two and a half three pounds or something okay which that's quite a bit of root yeah yeah and then you snake root it takes a pickup truck to make a pound of that stuff. Really? Where it's so fine. Oh, yeah? But it's it's liniment. You remember the old high-paired liniment? Yeah, yeah, I do. That snake root. Yeah. You make your tea out of that, and that's what you're making is high-paired liniment. What about that? Well, that stuff right there is important to know about. Yeah, that's why I wish I'd listen more. Yeah. Which well, I can I was, remember some, but not near what I was telling did. a lady that was here on the podcast the other day, I said, you know, there, everything in the world, there's everything in the world is available to us, what we need. Mm-hmm. You know, what we need in life is available to us right from the ground. Or to make it from something or anything like that, it's just having the, the wherewithal and the know-how to go about it. Yep. And that's, well, I... I said for years they're just dumbing us down <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> i mean yeah. it's just that simple yeah. they are they want you to be mindless us. yep they dumb yeah. us down and i refuse Lord, well I refuse. i'm glad you do i do too and i you know i try to educate myself on things as much as possible uh, i don't do a good job of it but at least i put forth some type of effort to learn how to do things but uh they really are dumbing us down. They don't want us to think for ourselves at all. That's why everything is so easy anymore, so accessible. There's a there's a hack for everything in the world. There's a device for this. There's a there's an easier way to do this. They don't want nobody to think. Nope, no, they. Do. And if you don't use your brain, it'll 
it'll deteriorate. Oh, yeah. I believe if you don't let it spark and fly with ideas and think for yourself, I think it'll die. I, I'm a firm believer in that. I really do. Sure do, because where you take, well, even, even me, as much as I piddle. Yeah. There's times that I forget how to make a drawer front or a drawer for a <coughs> cabinet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I built a, a log bedroom suit for a buddy of mine five, seven, eight years ago. Got it down to the chest of drawers. Mm-hmm. And I built the same drawer three times. Yeah. Before I got it to fit. Could not remember how to build a stupid drawer yeah, to yeah. put in a chest of drawers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, Done it a thousand times. Yeah, and just, yeah. just draw a complete blank on it. Yeah. That, that, that hurts. As stuff like that happens, it's probably because you know so much. You can't, uh, I don't, I don't, it, you probably just know so much, it's kind of hard to retain all of it, you know, and remember something. I know I've done that. I know everybody's done that, forgot how to do the simplest thing. We mm-hmm. was going somewhere the other day, and I had I have to wear glasses when I drive at night. And uh, <coughs> I had them sitting on my forehead. You know, and I was looking all over my truck for my glasses. And I was like, where is my glasses? And Patsy looked at me and she said, they're on your head, you idiot. You oh, know, yeah, just I little know. brain farts like that and stuff everybody has. My coffee cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, I lose it. And think, now, all right, Stacy, you took it from there. You went to here. <laughs> and then find it somewhere I don't even remember going. I'm really bad for that. I'm thinking, no, I wasn't even over here. Yeah. But I don't think it walked. It might have, you know. It may grow legs and walked. Yeah. That's what Patsy tells me. Well, it didn't grow legs and walk off because I've I'm real weird. I've I've got a place for everything in my home. That way I can always go back to it. But every now and then I think, boy, that that would be good to sit right there, or to put in this little cup that nobody ever touches. That'll be a good place for it. I think I actually set a magazine to a pistol in a an empty flyer jar or something other one time that was real way up high you know and i thought boy that'd be a good place to keep that and uh it was two three months before i remembered where i put it and i don't know why i put it there because it's never where i put anything like that but it was up and out of the way and i thought well it'd be a good place to keep it out of the reach of the boys and stuff which i got a safe and everything that stuff like that stays in but just have those moments. <laughs> uh, yeah, we ain't told him one time. Buddy of mine, we built his house, and we put him a, a broom closet at the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. It's a duplex or whatever yeah. you call it. But top of the stairs, we put a broom closet. Yeah. Well, he wanted a place to hide some stuff, so we made him a hidden compartment in this broom closet. Yeah. How about... Five, three, four years or something, we was all half shooting. He come down. He said, "Man, I'd love to have me one of them ten, twenty-two Rugers like that." Yeah. I said, uh, "What'd you do with yours?" He said, "Huh?" I said, "What'd you do with yours?" <laughs> he said, uh, "I do have one, don't I?" <laughs> I completely forgot. <laughs> I said, uh, "Yeah." He said, "I don't got no clue where it's at." What about that? I said, "Well, if you would look at." Uh, 
broom closet there at the top yeah. of the stairs, you might find it and probably 243 and a couple other things. Yeah. Day or two later, he come back and he said, wonder they had all rusted down. He said, I forgot. He said, I had to think how to even get back into that thing. Wow. They had a yeah. hidden lack. Uh-huh. He said, I forgot all about them being in there. He all said, the house would have burnt down, whatever. I'd have never thought. Yeah. And he said, you know, I do got one of them 22s like that. <laughs> I forgot about did. an entire gun he had. Yeah, forgot about <laughs> having it because out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm guilty of stuff like that real bad. That's real why bad. I leave all my junk laying out everywhere. Cause yeah. If I try to put it up, I'll yeah. never find it. Well, I'm that way too. I'm real bad about having a certain place for everything, though. Well, Stacy, I've uh, really enjoyed talking to you. You got anything else you want to talk about? Well, you said you're all night. You said you ain't got to be home till 6 a.m. or right. something like that. Right. <laughs> just uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sitting and listening to me. And everybody's out there listening. You'll know Domo Stacy from now on. If you yeah. want to meet a, a real real redneck, uh, <laughs> I give lessons every Friday <laughs> evening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be sure to check out his uh, his TikTok, too, and see some of these things that he's built. It was Appalachian. What Appalachian Outdoorsman 67. Yeah, Appalachian Outdoorsman 67. Be sure to check it out and look at all the things that this guy's built. It's really ingenious, really impressive what he's done. So be sure to check him out. And I do appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking to me. I really enjoy talking to you. Well, I enjoy talking to period. But it's really yeah. good to talk to somebody that I like, too. Yeah. But I, yeah. pr- I appreciate you letting me come out. Yeah, thank really you very much. We may have you back someday. I mean, uh, you're always welcome here. You're well, always welcome. That's the way it is at the house. We do yeah. something, you, you bring the family, and come on. Well, yeah. we'll take you up on it someday. I appreciate it, Stacy. Thank you. Have a good one, everybody. From the words of Whistle Stop Express... We love our community and appreciate all of our wonderful customers. So check out Whistle Stop Express in Sand Gap, Kentucky. Their hours are Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday and Sunday from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. They have gas, diesel, propane tanks, and propane tank exchanges, automotive products, hydraulic fluid, a line of livestock feed, and pride dog food. They also have tobacco products. If you need a Notary Republic, they have them there at the Whistle Stop. They have a full breakfast, lunch, and dinner menu served all day. They carry postage stamps and a lot more. So if you're needing anything from the Whistle Stop Express, please give them a call at 965-7613. Again, that's Whistle Stop Express, beautiful Sand Gap, Kentucky. Give them a call at 965-7613.